Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Views from the Arch, and today we're talking something a little terrible. The debate. Round one, fight! Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode once again of Views from the Arch. We're going to be talking about the presidential debate that took place on the 29th, which was just god-awful. So, before we get into it, I'm going to say I'm going to probably jump in around a little bit. Um, I didn't exactly have a set, uh, like, agenda for how I want to talk about things on this one, just as things stood out to me in the in the debate, which there was a lot of things. I ended up just kind of jotting them down and then being interested in talking about them. So, first, my opinion, your favorite part. Uh, the debate was freaking, I'm trying to cuss on my podcast, the debate was freaking terrible 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 let's start with let's start with trump first of all i don't care who you are but if especially if you're the president i think that it would behoove you to maybe act with some etiquette right like you have home training uh you you can't act like an animal as the president on the debate stage in front of the whole country arguably the whole world um you know the, the way that trump is kind of talking to Biden and the moderator and talking over Biden and kind of disrespecting Biden's time to really speak. Uh, it didn't scream presidential. I think the president, you know, the debate for me, the debate for me isn't really a time for the president to strut his stuff. You've had four years, dude. You have four years to tell me what you want, to tell me how you're going to do it. And then to make me believe you and see it. For me, the debate is about seeing your opponent and what he's talking about. You're just there as a courtesy. And then also for me, the debate is more so if there's a question posed to you, just answer it. But it should it should be a time that you're really listening. This is my opinion. As the president and as your administration and as your administration and campaign, you should be really listening to what your opponent is saying. So that way you can start developing counter strategies, develop a counterplot to that narrative, right? Because you're not going to win over more people during a debate. I mean, you might get some good punches here or there, but really it's going to come after the debate where you're talking, you know, to your base, where you're talking to the media and you can bring up, hey, well, he said this, this and this, but, you know, that doesn't really jive right because, you know, he didn't do this, this and this, but I did this, this and this, which is basically what he's saying he's going to do. You know, it's, it's a time to really start developing your chessboard. You know, I would say that, Trump's playing chess, not checkers, but at this point, the dude's playing pie show. I don't know what he's talking about anymore. You know, so I, I think that if you're going to be the president and you're going to be on the debate stage, you need to act a little better than that. Um, it, it, you know, I, I know what Trump's plan was. His plan was to come out swinging. He was going for the knockout blow. He was trying to slip in kind of anything really to get quick jabs and hurt Biden. But, I mean, he ended up making himself look like a clown. It was clown talk. Now let's flip it. Biden. Also a clown. Uh, you know, the one thing that really stood out to me there in this debate, which was already an assumption I had about Biden, but I just kind of just reiterate, it just kind of like reinforced it in my head. The dude's a yes man. Uh, and I don't like yes men, especially in positions of power. He's basically, he's an empty suit. 
The dude's empty suit. Like, whatever his base says to do, he jumps to do it. And, uh, I mean, uh, you could... You can do it that way. I wouldn't. Uh, but he's a yes man. I don't like yes men. Um, I also think that there were some things that he wasn't really prepared to discuss. Uh, you know, such as police. That was something that really stuck out to me. I don't think Biden really had a good response. Um, you know, I don't think that Biden really anticipated the aggression Trump was going to bring towards him. And I don't, and I think he ended up looking kind of weak on stage, um, you know, and kind of as, you know, the V, you know, as a former vice president and as a candidate, I don't think you should really call the president a clown. Uh, I think that there's a way you conduct yourself. I think what Biden should have done is just made Trump look like a fool, which anytime Trump started talking, he should have stopped talking. And then ask the moderator, can I have more time or can I get my time back? Because obviously the president doesn't want me to speak. Also, I wouldn't have launched co like counter insults like you're a clown, you're a buffoon or whatever he called him. You're an idiot. I think at one point he called him a racist. Like I, I wouldn't get into that because you start using it. And I especially didn't like when Biden called him a racist because that's something that a lot of people are going to fault him for because they're going to say, well, where's your evidence for that? Where's your facts for that? Because right now, calling somebody a racist is basically like calling somebody a Nazi, right? It would have been like after World War II if I was like, dude, you're a Nazi. Those are like, that's like fighting words. Like, like I'm a what? Right? So like, and to, I think today calling somebody a racist, that's like fighting words. It's like, no, 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 hold on. You better come with some facts and with some evidence on that one, bud. But, I mean, overall, I thought both men act like clowns, and they were being children on the debate stage the entire time. It was also a terrible debate. I didn't think I got really anything of substance from, any, from either one of them. I didn't learn anything about them. I didn't. Well, I didn't learn anything about Trump, period. I already know the kind of person he is and what he's thinking. I didn't learn anything about Biden, and I really wanted to learn about Biden. You know, I... That, and it was hard for Biden. I will admit that. It was hard for Biden because Trump was, you know, just up that dude's alley all day long. But I really but when he did speak or when he did launch counters, they weren't anything of substance. Like he wasn't ready. He didn't feel ready to me. Like he didn't feel like he was ready to discuss the issues, right? Um, you know, the first thing we talked about was when Trump got him on the COVID thing. Trump said, Look, he wants to shut this whole country down. All right. And I think this was probably the best part of the debate for Trump. This was probably Trump's most elegant moment. That's how I'll put it. You know, when when Trump was talking about COVID and he said, you know, well, Biden, you're, you're going to shut the whole country down. You're going to shut the whole country down. You know, that's something that Biden has talked about. And that's fair. Biden has said, you know, hey, we can shut it all down. It all needs to be shut down. Everybody needs to go home. We can shut it all down. We're going to ride this out. You know, basically, he wants to shut the doors, lock them, and see what happens from there. Trump's like, no, you know, we can't destroy our economy. We can't destroy our social fabric. You know, kids need to go to school. Yeah, I mean, really, the, really, if you think about it, the system of America is just so delicate. Like, what if your child misses a year of school or two years of school, right? What if the economy grinds to a halt? What if you do close down the grocery stores? What if you do close down, you know... Uh, the necessities that people need, you're, you're going to get anarchy. And Trump brought up a really good point, and this was his elegant point that I thought. 
Trump made really good opinions about mental health. I mean, and you don't have to like the man to understand that he made a good, that he made a rational argument about mental health. And it's actually an argument that you can't say you don't like because it's an argument that's been widely used by both sides of the argument about COVID. Trump did say, you know, you want to keep everybody inside. This isn't good for their mental health. People are becoming depressed. They're drinking. They're, you know, we're, we're seeing we're seeing upticks in disputes. You know, Trump made very good points about mental health uh, during the lockdown. And I actually have to agree with Trump. I think that people being kept in isolation is terrible for their mental health. People want to go to the park. They want to go out running. They want to they want to mingle with their friends. They want to go to the bar. You know, they want to go to the gym. I mean, for God's sakes, the gym. They close down gyms. You got dudes over here looking weak. The gym. Open up the gym. The gym is, I think closing down the gym is like, I think the gym's like an essential service. Like people use the gym all the time for like basic mental health. I mean, the first thing people tell you about mental health is, listen, deep breathe. Why don't you go for a run? Exercising is really, really good about mental health, right? Um, So I thought that was one point where Trump did get Biden and Biden did look weak. Um, You know, because really Biden couldn't backpedal. I mean, he was already on the ropes with COVID because of things he said about COVID. Um, And I I don't really agree with Biden about COVID. I don't really agree with Trump, but I don't really agree with Biden either. I don't think a total lockdown is what we need. I also don't think that a mass reopening of everything is what you need either. I like the phases. I'm a fan of the phases. I'm they're not perfect, but what is, right? You really can't be perfect when trying to manage a, you know, a global pandemic, trying to manage an economy, trying to manage all your people and then also trying to keep everybody happy. I mean, you're you're just going to you can't, right? Um the next thing I thought which was, you know, a little low on the president's end was taking cheap shots at, you know, Biden's family. Um, you know, there's no reason to bring, I did, I did agree with Biden and Biden did snap back and he said, you know, this debate isn't about my family. This should be about the American people. That's your family. You know, I, I mean, that was a good, that was a good clap back on Biden. That was, Biden was, Biden took his Wheaties before he came in and he's been saving that one all day because that was pretty good. I thought I was like, oof, you got him there. You got him there because, you know, I, and you know, it was real poor for me to watch Trump in that light bringing up uh, Biden's son's drug addiction, bringing up, um, you know, Biden's son's failed military service and his failures in life, bringing up, um, you know, more personal details. You know, I think that those personal cheap shots, those aren't okay with me. The, the Biden's son's drug addiction or failed military service has nothing to do, which, by the way, I, assuming that's even true, I haven't been able to, uh, Really, and I really didn't even want to Google it to even make sure that is true or it's not true. I'm just going to leave it as it is because it was just so ridiculous to me that I was like, it doesn't even matter if it is true. That's just ridiculous. But the drug thing has to be true because Biden, you know, then said, well, yeah, he had drug problems working through it. And I think that that was actually really, really good for Biden because basically, you know, Biden's like, I grew up in the suburbs. My son had a drug addiction. He beat, you know, that's a typical suburban thing to hear about. I mean, uh, as a police officer, I see it all the time. Uh, doesn't just happen in the inner cities; happens in the suburbs. Uh, people get addicted to cocaine or heroin or fentanyl, and you know they kick their habit or they don't. And I mean, I think it made Biden a little more relatable. You know, I think Trump is still seen as like the social elite type person, but 
I think that, you know, Biden was able to look a little more relatable, um, you know, w- with that being said. And I think it was very good for Biden not to have not to try to fight Trump, but just to kind of say, hey, yeah, so what? He did have a drug problem or he did. He beat it. Good for him. Right. Still my son. I still love him. So I think that was pretty good for um, I think that was pretty good for uh, for Biden. Um, I think the next gaffe though on Biden's end, it, it kind of on both their ends, was when they brought up law enforcement. Um, you know, Trump very quickly angled at uh, basically saying, you know, do you say you support law enforcement? And Biden really didn't say. You know, Biden kind of went with the, I support equality, I support justice, and. You know, as simple as that might sound, I think that Biden should have said, yeah, I do support law enforcement. You don't. You proposed a bill to cut $400 million across the board from all agencies. And I also support justice and, you know, and equality. I, but I think that Biden saying, yeah, I support local law enforcement. I think that that would have been really important um, for the fact of – Right now, the Democrats are by and large being seen as an anti-first responder party. I mean, you, you know, when you have things like a vote for Democrats is a vote against police floating around, not coming out and saying I support law enforcement or I support, you know, firefighters or any of that is a pretty big deal because, you know, as as much as police, I think I think like maybe only one percent of the country, if that works as law enforcement. But you have to understand that one that that like point eight to one percent can be very easily become three, four, five percent because how many of those people have families? How many of those people have big families? How many of those are married? That's two families, right? And then, you know, I'm not saying those families are monolithic and how they think, but you have to start thinking that those people can start kind of drumming up that support. Like, man, look at how these Democrats treat me, man. Look at look what they're saying about me, man. They're making my job hard. They're making, you know. It's that narrative, and I think that this was Biden's time to say, hey, I support law enforcement. I also support justice and equality, right? I think that when Biden kind of punted it back to Trump, and then Trump punted it back as, see, you can't even say it. You you were kind of like, well, I mean, you didn't say it, man, and y'all was pretty much your chance. Because you think about it, I mean, a lot of these, those professions are very proud, right? I mean... Law enforcement, firefighter, EMTs, I mean, people who put themselves in harm's way for other people that they don't even know, whether they, especially police officers, whether they, because for police officers right now, it's, you know, I'm putting my life on the line and you hate me, but you called me. So I'm going to come over here and help you. Right. So a lot of these people think, you know, I have a noble profession. You know, if you're a good officer, a good EMT, a good firefighter, you think to yourself, well, I'm a noble person. Right. I, I, you know, I don't make a whole lot. I'm, willing to put my life on the line or get, you know, put my mental health on the line for these people who hate me or people who like me or people who don't want me in their house or X, Y, Z, what have you. And I have this guy on stage that wants me to vote for him saying, basically, I don't count. And I think it really, I think it's going to bring back the Trump effect. And for me, you know, the Trump effect was kind of coined momentarily after Trump won because people, it was very widely discussed Little Town America was forgotten about, and they felt forgotten about. They they felt like the only place that matters is New York, Texas, and California. 
right? That's what people were thinking, right? Only the major cities count. Only the big cities, you know, Los Angeles, uh, New York City, just any, you know, Chicago, you know, major cities on the map. But no one cares about, I mean, if you're from Missouri, I don't know, people, no one cares about Farmington, right? But no one cares about Belleville in Illinois, right? No one cares about, you know, some small town in Iowa. And the Trump effect was seen as basically when Trump was on stage and he was like, don't you understand that your small town Americans are suffering? And the Democrats, I don't know if they refused, but they just really didn't kind of say either way. It became seen as like, see, they don't even care about us. And I think that's how Trump ended up winning, honestly. I think that's how he got a lot of his supporters. Um, you know, and then kind of ushering forward beyond law enforcement. Again, Biden made a bad pivot. And I don't know what it was about. This segment for me for Biden was a, was an L. Biden took an L on this segment. Because I, I don't know if he wasn't ready. I don't know if he wasn't coached. I don't know if he just didn't know what to say. But they pivoted into the riots and the protest. And once again, Trump was like, just call out the, just call them for what they are. Basically the riots, the people are committing crime. You know, I'm sending in the feds. I'm sending in help. What are you going to do? You said you don't want to do that. And once again, Biden punted it back. Biden kind of punted it back and said, you know, you should just stay out of those cities way. You're getting too heavy handed. You know, those cities aren't out of control. And for me, I'm like, dude, Biden, do you even watch YouTube? Do you even look at what's going on? Those cities are completely out of control. When the Chaz, Chop, Freedom, Liberty, whatever it was called, zone was propped up, that place still makes me angry. And we're not even getting, that's a whole separate discussion. But, you know, I'm like, if you look at what's going on in these cities, no, Trump's actually correct on this one. Those cities, the cities are out of control. These major cities where these major protests are happening and the burning and the looting and the, these cities are out of control, right? People are out of control. So for Biden not to at least concede in some way that, you know, there is violence and it is getting out of control, that's going to hurt him, right? He's already being seen as as overly tough. Or uh, not tough, non-supportive of law enforcement, soft on violence, right? And for a lot of people, a lot of people I've talked to are single-minded voters right now. And you know, I have the I have the unique pleasure not only through being law enforcement but through having a podcast to talk to a lot of different people. And a lot of different people are single-minded. They're like, I just want my life back. <laughs> like a lot of people are like, listen, if the president's not going to do smart things during COVID, if he's not going to do smart things to stop the violence in my city, then I'm not going to vote for him. So a dual-minded voter. But a lot of people have talked to her like, hey, the only thing I care about is if my city stops catching on fire every night. You know, I've been in plenty of uh, Facebook groups, chat groups, um, talked to plenty of people through email, even people I've talked to face-to-face in my own local city. They all kind of say the same thing. You know, what are they going to do about the violence? You know, the violence, gun violence, what are they going to do about uh, the violence from the protests or from the riots? What are they going to do about the violence um, by, you know, you know, a lot of cities are seeing a re- a reduce or a reducing of police presence because they're, they're losing officers because of defunding the police. And people are kind of trying to say, well, what does that mean for us? You know, how are we going to be able to get by? 
And uh, I just don't have those answers. But for a lot of people, it's very much single-minded. Um, and I don't know if Biden's going to support law enforcement. I don't know if Biden's going to uh, make smart moves during COVID. I don't know if Biden's going to be what we need for the uh, for the, for the riots or protests. And honestly, I don't think he gave me enough to know. I mean, there's still more debate to be had. It's probably going to come up again. Uh, I'm looking out for Biden's team to hopefully issue additional statements. Um, you know, because I, I personally, I don't think that two minutes is enough, right? You ask somebody these big questions, you're like, you have two minutes to respond. Well, it's going to take me six minutes to get to what I need to even say, because there's just so much there. Like, you can't ask me, you know, do I support law enforcement? What do I think about Black Lives Matter and the protests and rioting? The, in two minutes? No one does that in two minutes. I'm taking a whole podcast. I took... I took five minutes just to just to get through the first half of me thinking how he doesn't even support law enforcement. So I'm looking for his team um, to really issue something about some of these bigger questions. And if they don't, I think that they're going to have a hard time. Uh, the next thing they moved on to was, um, you know, racial inequality. And I think that this wasn't a gaffe on Biden. I'm only really focused. Let me stop right here. I'm focusing on Biden so much because. He is the challenger, right? Like I said, I think Trump shouldn't even have spoke. If I was the president, I wouldn't even speak unless spoken to. Because you're coming from my seat. You want my job. I already have the job. I've already won the job. You're David. I'm Goliath. If you want to defeat me, you come to me. I don't come to you. Which is where I think, no, I don't know I'm jumping around, but that's where I think Trump messed up. Trump kept meeting, Trump kept going down to David's level. No, bring him to Goliath level. Make him step up to you. You don't need to go to him. He's he's challenging you. Right? You make him fight for it. Either way. But, you know, so that's why I'm focusing on Biden so much. So next thing they moved into is like racial inequality and kind of what do we think about critical race theory, which we'll talk about in a second, and how Trump uh, kind of, um, re- you know, made federal mandates to um, to take to strike it from, you know, federal training to strike it from, um, you know, like uh, corporations can't use it as training anymore. Um, so, you know. Overall, they, they, they just end up kind of getting into this whole this whole spat about it. Sorry about that. I think I had a I think I opened up an article and it started playing some music. Um, I'm not gonna re- I'm not redacting that from the podcast. By the way, you guys get to see all my silly mistakes while I'm podcasting. Um, so Biden did state, you know, hey, in the wake of you know civil unrest and well, he didn't really say he didn't say civil unrest. I'm of course, I'm using my own words, right? But he said, you know, in the wake of civil unrest, basically, and he did say, you know, in the, in the wake of Brown Taylor, uh, Biden did double down and say, we're not equal. And he brought up that the justice system is separate and unequal. Um, he brought, you know, basically he was saying, you know, for, you know, minority Americans, that system does not work. It does not function the same. Um, you know, that was, a, that was, a, I mean, I don't agree with him. I, I don't have to agree with him. I think that was an okay comment. Yeah, I think it's an okay comment. That was fine. Um, 
he he said what he thought. And I actually I respected him for it. He said what he thought. He wasn't and he wasn't just some suit, you know. I'm like, hey, uh, he thinks that. And I respect what he thinks. And if he thinks that, then he thinks that. Um so, you know, I don't I don't really I didn't really fall I didn't really fall. I know some people are like, oh, he thinks we're all racist. I'm like, don't listen. Take off the red nose. Stop with the clown talk. He didn't even say that. He just says that he thinks that things are unequal right now, which he's allowed to think that. And if he's running to be your president, you want to know that he thinks that. You want to know he thinks that. Because what does that mean? He could put in policies that change the criminal ju- that he could attempt, I should say, to put in policies to maybe shift or alter the way we do criminal justice in this country. So you might want to care that he cares about what he just said. He's not calling you a racist. Chill out. All he's saying is, I think it's unequal around here. I'm here to put some equality in y'all life. So, like I said, so, so common for me. I didn't agree. I didn't really disagree. I mean, I did. I guess I, I think actually I disagreed a little more than I agreed, but, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen articles. I've seen you know, I've seen cases where I'm like, well, that's not right. Why would you rule that way? That's not very equal or fair. So, I mean, you know, there's problems in our criminal justice system. So, I mean, I guess actually I kind of do agree with Biden. He actually caught me agreeing with him. Good for you, Biden. You know, I don't think justice system is equal. I don't think it's race-based equality. And I will talk about this for just a moment before we go into our break. I think that most of the justice system is money-based inequality. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're and I say it because it doesn't matter if you're poor black or rich black. If you're rich black, you can afford the high-powered attorney. You're going to do a lot better than poor black. The same way if you're poor white and rich white, poor Asian and rich Asian, right? If you can make the money talk and the money can wear a nice suit and the money can have a whole legal team, you're going to do a lot better than your public defender, right? So for me, a lot of the court system is ran by money. If you're If you don't have the money... Dude, you're probably going to go to jail. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. If you don't have the money to mount a significant defense, a defense is going to take the time to say, hey, this guy's paying me a bunch of money to keep him out of jail. So let me sit down for these eight hours tonight and read over this dang law book and figure out how I can keep this dude out of jail and form my argument. It doesn't work, right? You, it doesn't, It doesn't work the way it should work. Yeah, everyone's entitled to legal counsel. And yeah, I'm aware that not all legal counsel is the same. Even if we all had money, one lawyer is more competent than the other probably. But there's a huge disparity in justice when you look at it through who had the money. That's just my two cents. We're going to take a small break. We're going to hear from our, uh, our sponsors. We're going to come back for a little more. Hello, everybody. I know you know me, but I'm going to tell you again. I'm your phenomenal host, Delvon. Let's talk about somebody. Let's talk about Anchor. Listen, I use Anchor for Views from the Arch. I've had a previous podcast. I used Anchor on that podcast. I think Anchor is a phenomenal website to use if you're a starting podcaster and you want to get your voice out there. They will help you. They will push your podcast out to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I think if you're an individual and want to start a podcast, please consider using Anchor. Anchor is a great website. Simple easy, and quick to use. Okay, and we are back. So, now, 
they were talking about critical race theory. What is critical race theory? According to, we'll just use Wikipedia, critical race theory is the theoretical framework in the social sciences that examines society and culture as they relate to categorizations of race, law, and power. It is loosely uh, unified by two common themes. So basically, it's kind of the same framework as the uh, critical power theory, which is everything can be looked at from an examination of power. So the critical power theory states that, you know, basically all human interactions in some way are an uh, challenge of power, right? So interactions like you ask your boss for a day off. Well, you would like to have the power to request that day off and then take it. Your boss might have might not want you to have the power to request off and then take it. He might want to retain the power to keep you at work and use you as he pleases. You're supposed to be working, right? So basically, it, it says you can basically examine every interaction that humans have through um, their actually minute struggles for power. So critical race theory basically states that you can examine all aspects of of our of our society through race, right? Criminal justice system can be examined through race. Um, the hiring process through race. Education is through race, right? You can examine all of these things through race. So Trump basically stated, hey, I think that doing this is destroying the country. It's making divides and it's inappropriate. Biden stated, you know, I think that we need this to be in place. We need to be doing this training. We need to be doing the implicit bias training. We need to be doing all these things. Um. And that, you know, we may be teaching people how not to be basically offensive. Trump stated, well, the training that we're teaching people is racist and awful. Right. And then um, I think Trump made a made a made a, a rebuttal to implicit bias, which I hate implicit bias as well. It basically is telling people that subconsciously you're racist and you can't change it. And it's like, well, you don't know that because you don't know me, but whatever. So Trump. You know, sign a he signed a bill that would take it from that would strike uh, the critical race theory training from uh, federal trainings and from and not make it a requirement for corporate trainings, right? Um, so after he kind of did a spat about that, uh, Biden, you know, they were kind of going back and forth in an argument. Biden kind of slipped out pretty loudly, you know, hey, you're a racist, and then doubled down on that there should be racial trainings. Um, you know, I think that there should be training. Yeah, I, I don't really think Biden should have called the president racist. I think that, like I said, I think Biden was out of line on that one. Um, now, I do think that there should be training in workplaces, uh, you know, for sexual harassment, for, you know, relations amongst, you know, coworkers, you know, who are different than you. That way, well, I think one for the company, that way you can't say, well, hey, uh, we gave out uh, basically sensitivity courses, dude. What's going on? It's also and it's also good for the employee. The employee can say, "Well, this is what the company expects of me. I can't say, you know, X Y Z." But you know, no one can say X Y Z words, right? You know, th these are things that are these are things that are going to um, um, these are things that are going to uh, protect me. You know, then they kind of moved into uh, Biden made a statement that crime has rose risen during the Trump era. I agree with that. Uh, especially like in this last year, I think that um, a lot of, I think that a lot of, uh, you know, 
basically crime has happened. I think that um, I'm not trying. I'm not really trying to get too far into the rabbit hole on this one. I think that basically through the riots and protests, we've seen a huge increase in um, in crime. And I think that Biden kind of did a good job in capitalizing on that. I don't think the president really knew what to really say back to that. Uh, so I think Biden caught him off guard. And that was good for Biden. I think Biden got a good shot in on him. Um, now, Biden did state later on the election, Biden states, I'm opposed to defunding the police. And then he called out Trump for a $400 million law enforcement uh, cut nationwide. And, and Biden stated, I'm, you know, he basically said, I'm not for defunding the police, but I do want more community policing. I don't know what that looks like yet. I think that was a pretty safe thing to say for him, um, you know, rebutting back to Trump. You know, I think that he tried to kind of cover two things. He tried to say, hey, I'm not about defunding the police officers, right? So now he's saying, hey, you guys can vote for me. I'm not going to take away your jobs. He's also saying, hey. I'm not going to sit up here and say the police are always right. We need more community policing, right? Which is what people have been calling for for a while. Um, that was pretty good. That was pretty, that was pretty okay by, by Biden to say. Um, let's see. Next day, talk protest. Um, Biden got exposed. I'm going to use that word. He got exposed. Trump exposed him. This was a, this was a, for me, this was a pretty good uppercut in the Trump corner. Um, Trump exposed him for never really calling action uh, or never really, um, you know, calling to arms about these cities that are melting, you know. Um, you know, Trump tried to pin it all on, you know, Democratic cities. And, you know, I think Biden kind of exposed him and said, no, that's not true. There's a couple other cities and those are Republican. But, you know, I think that... Uh, I think when they were talking about how, you know, basically, you know, Trump was like, you, you've denied that there are even riots. You know, I, I think Biden's got exposed because Biden has said that, you know, Biden has gone on the record and said, nah, these aren't riots. It's just, you know, light burning. And, you know, yeah, I think he got exposed on that one. Um, but then right after that, Trump got exposed. And probably one of the worst ways possible. I think I think that uh, I think that the Biden corner got a knockdown on this one. Um, you know, Biden just straight up said, condemn white supremacy. And Trump said, you know, proud boys stand down, stand aside. Uh, and then immediately shifted in one, well, and Tifa are, are, ter are a terrorist organization. You know, here's my thing. I think that the Trump corner kind of missed that one. I think Trump would have been better served being like, I've condemned it before. I've condemned it before. I'll condemn it again. White supremacy is wrong. And just boom, leave it. Less is more. Sometimes less really is just more. Like, all Trump would do be like, sure, I've done it before. I condemn white supremacy. What was Biden going to do? Keep talking? He's probably going to say, oh, oh, okay. No. But Trump did exactly what Biden wanted him to do. Instead of being like, yeah, white supremacy is wrong, Trump just goes, well, and Tifa are terrorists too. Which, I know why he did it. He did it because... He's been saying, I'm putting a teeth on the terrorist list with the KKK. And, you know, he's been saying, oh, well, you know, BLM and Antifa, they go on terrorist too if the KKK has gone terrorist. And it's like, no, dude, this wasn't time for that. Like, just just be like, hey, yeah, white supremacy, it's, uh, it's, it's bad, man. That, that, it's out of date. No one likes that. Stop. Right? That would have been the winning, that would have been the winning blow on that one. Less is more. Um, 
they kind of brought up climate change for a minute. Uh, I'm not going to lie about my own knowledge. I'm not as well versed in the whole climate change thing right now. I used to know a lot more than I do, but a lot's really changed. I haven't really kept up on it. Um, so I was like, as a voter and as a citizen, I actually really wanted to hear what they had to say about it. Once again, it was clown talk. It was trash. None of them really said anything. You know, Trump dodged answering. Trump just completely dodged the question answering about, you know, do you think that the science supports global warming? You know, Trump did admit, you know, hey, human pollution is an issue. In states, he wants better management. He went into the burnings of the woods. States, hey, we need more of a uh, conservation, I mean, more of an effort to, um, you know, clean out these forests because they're, they're just burning. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just a big, just a big melting pot of uh, kindling out there. We need to, we need to fix that. But I mean, other than that, they both didn't really say anything. I mean, I, I think Biden did state, you know, hey, uh, you know, I want to see, you know, basically better, um, better, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Policy when it comes to, when it comes to that. But Trump was like, hey, I want clean air, clean water. But they really didn't say anything. I thought somebody was going to be like, yeah, I got a plan for this, this, and this. Yeah, I mean, it's only two minutes, but golly, man, you can say something. Um, You know, I, I think overall, neither one of them was really ready. Neither one of them really talked through the issues. Uh, I think both of them kind of got exposed on certain things. I think that um, Biden made Trump look really ignorant on a lot of things. And I think that Biden kind of, I think that Trump kind of walked all over Biden. Um, so finally, let's get to the moderator. Everybody's jumping on this moderator. Listen, that dude tried. I don't care. Anybody says that dude tried. I did. He did have some points where he got kind of, you know, a little flipping with the president. I think he was a little upset because he's trying to moderate this event and he can't. Because these two children are arguing over each other, right? I mean, but we all knew it was going to be. We all know how Trump is. I, we all know that you all. Well, I knew how this was going to be. I predicted. I predicted this this debate for a minute. Um, and I, I kind of have a feeling that it was gonna it was gonna be this way, and you know, I, hopefully their next debate's better. Um. And hopefully, uh, you know, in the next debate, we actually get to talk about some issues. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, we all, I think, I think that Joe Rogan should have hosted it, but whatever. That's just me. Um, moving forward, though, I'll have another segment on this uh, in a few days after the VP with Kamala Harris. I'm actually really excited to see what Kamala Harris has to say um, about certain things. I think she's going to get hit with some probably cheap shots about her past. Um, they're definitely going to call her on law enforcement. I, I kind of predict a bunch of things are going to happen for her. They're going to call her out about the war on drugs. They're going to call her out about minority communities. They're going to call her out about the protest. So we'll see how far Kamala Harris gets, and we'll see exactly um, – what gets said with those issues. Uh, I still think though that she's going to have kind of a hard time and we're, 
we're gonna I think we're gonna kind of see a repeat of tonight, just hopefully a little, hopefully a little less aggressive. So overall, this was garbage. I wasted two hours of my life that I'll never get back. But I had some of you, the subscribers, say, hey man, talk about it. So I said, I'll suffer. I'll watch through it. So that's just kind of some of the stuff I I I finger picked out of it. And that's just um a couple of things I kind of want to talk about. Uh, hopefully for uh, debate number two, I will have a small panel um, of individuals that will be speaking with me. But if that falls through, you'll hear my lovely voice again, and we'll talk about this. Uh, so that's all for today. Remember, like this podcast, share this podcast. Please feel free to go to the support section and subscribe to this podcast. All of your guys' support is very, very uh, you know, appreciated. It's going to be, you know, all the revenue is being used to acquire some pretty good guests. Actually, we, we actually do have really good guests coming up, um, uh, throughout the month of October. There are a lot of really good guests. And honestly, the, the donations and revenue generated by either subscribers has really helped me do that and really helped this podcast jump forward, uh, ahead of some of the rest. And we hope that with some of these guests and some of this new equipment and I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to fix my sound. I don't have an engineer yet. I know a guy we're talking, but I don't have an engineer yet. Hopefully uh, we'll get some better quality and I can keep growing from there with you guys. So once again, I thank all of you, the viewers, as I always say, you know, somebody needs a podcast, give them mine, play it in the car with your friends, make them listen. And hopefully they'll like me. So, Last but not least, becoming winter, the sniffles are out. Remember your COVID symptoms. Remember to wear your mask. Remember to stay safe. Remember to be classy. And remember, I'm really, really sorry that the rest of you, just like me, lost two hours of your life and probably some brain cells listening to this debate. Atrocious. That's all for today. I'm signing off.